just wanted my heart And the story isn't over If the story isn't good And failure's never final When the father's in the room And failure's never final and welcome back to Brighter Side Church. I'm Pastor Austin. Today we're actually in a fantastic scenery area. We're over here at the lake. It's very um, quiet. There is hardly anyone here. Um, and I just think it's a great location to just sit down and do our Bible study for tonight. Um, now I didn't bring along my devotional book but I will get us a different devotional that we can pray tonight for Bible study. I'm gonna get it off my iPad here. And I'm gonna get, I think I'm gonna get the devotional from Joyce Meyer. I've been really liking some of her content. So let's do Joyce Meyer. Devotional, better turn on my data. No SIM. There is so a SIM card in here. Okay, well, I can join my pop my hotspot and I'll get that. I don't know why it's saying there's no SIM card in my iPad. There, there's supposed to be one in here. There is one in here, I know there is. Yeah, it says Xfinity Mobile SIM card. Why doesn't it let me? And my control center is not working. Give me a second, I'm sorry guys. I'm trying to get our daily devotional. Yeah, now I can't even open my control center. Huh, okay. Let me just go into settings here. Let me see, cellular data. Okay, it's on now. I said it's on, but I can't. It doesn't let me. See, and Siri isn't even available. Let me turn the iPad this way. There we go. Still says no SIM. Okay, well, let's just go on and grab Wi-Fi, my iPhone. Um, I am gonna roll that little shade up back there. It'll make it a little bit more dimmer in here. Not really, but it does for me, not for the video. Um, okay, now let me go on here. Joyce Meyer devotional. Um, I am gonna get out this little thing that I have, which is back here on the seat. This is a like little laptop holder that you can sit over your steering wheel. So there it is. And then I'm just gonna have the iPad just sitting right there on it. Can I tilt the steering wheel at all? Not really. 
Okay, maybe I can move up just a little bit. There we go. Okay, so Joyce Meyer Daily Devotional. Um, today's for today. It's going to be a little bit early because um, we're looking, today is only Tuesday. Tomorrow's Bible study night, day, night. So you're watching this on Wednesday night, but this is Tuesday, October 3rd's devotional. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, so one of the Bible stories that can be confusing to people is the story of the fig tree. They wonder why Jesus cursed it to the point where the, that it withered and dried up. I think the reason is simple. It wasn't doing what God designed it to do. Because it had leaves, it should have had fruit too. The day after Jesus cursed the tree, he and his disciples passed it again, and the disciples were shocked to see that it had died. Seeing their shock, Jesus told them, have faith in God, Mark 11, verse 22. He then went on in Mark 11, 23 through 24 to talk about the sheer power of faith. Fill your mind today with thoughts of faith and confidence in God, not with the thoughts of doubting him, questioning him, or wondering if he means what he says. Believe God's word and keep believing it until you see him fulfill his promises. And let's come together in prayer. Father, may we never be surprised when what you say actually happens. May we live looking for you to move and expecting you to do what you say you will do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And I do want to take time and thank you all for being here at Bible study tonight on this wonderful um, Wednesday night. If you'd like to give a tithe and offering, the information to do so is down below. You can call our phone line, you can go online, or you can email us today. <clears throat> and now it's time for our actual Bible study tonight. Now tonight we're looking at a scripture that I actually read last night and God pointed out to me. And that's John 8 and John 9, both of those. Um, different things through John 8 and John 9. And this correlates along with our devotional, um, talking how we just in general need to trust in God. We in general need to not worry about what's going to happen and just trust and have that faith um, that a lot of people do not have. Um, so please open your Bibles tonight to John 8. And we're going to begin reading some different parts. I may jump around some, but we are going to read John 8. And we're going to read parts of John 9, mostly the beginning of John 9. Now, this part of the Bible talks about, um, John 8 talks about the adulterous woman. And then John 8 blends into John 9, discussing the healing power and miracles that, there are, that our Lord Jesus can do. Um, so let's go ahead and let's begin and let's read. Um, I am reading from the Living Bible. Um, so please plan accordingly. Some things may be a little bit different. If you want to open a living Bible online or if you have your own, get one. Personally, I like the living Bible. It, this, it explains things in a different way, but I have a King James version. I have the living Bible. I have the, um, new living translate or the everyday Bible. I'm sorry. And I have the NIV, the new international version. And out of those, I really do like the living Bible and the new international and all of them more than the King James. I do like the King James version, but I will say that it is very different. Um, and it's not as good as like, it's the same words, but it describes them in an easier manner. So if you have trouble with your, um, with words and English literature, I recommend you get the living Bible. Um, it's one of the more easier ones. 
let's go ahead and read John 8. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and talked to them. As he was speaking, the Jewish leaders and Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery and placed her in front of the staring crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. Moses' law says to kill her. What about it? They were trying to trap him into saying something that could use against, that they could use against him, but Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, hurl the stones at her until she dies, but only he who never sinned may throw the stones. Well, I'm sorry, may throw first. Throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote some more in the dust, and the Jewish leaders slipped away one by one, beginning with the eldest until only Jesus was left in front of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stooped up again and said to her, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, sir, he said, she said, and Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. This is a big part of what I was talking about. Jesus does not expect us. And what this is talking about is he doesn't expect us to receive, you know, punishment for the sin that we create. He doesn't expect us to be um, sinned for what we do or, you know, punished for what, what kind of sin we do. Um, all that Jesus asks is that, we go and we sin no more. Now, yes, we have to ask for forgiveness for that, but that doesn't mean even something as bad as adultery or, you know, cussing or is something as even murder. That doesn't mean we have to go to jail or we have to be punished or we have to be, you know, different punishments. We do not have to be punished for what we do because of Jesus. Without Jesus, we would be dead. Um, for adultery, you would be killed if you have completed that. But thanks to Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, he shed the blood and the dripping, the waterfall, the, the dripping blood of our Lord and our Savior. Jesus is the only reason that we do not have to suffer and we will not perish. It says in John 3.16, if we go over to John 3.16, scroll in your Bible exactly. John 3 verses 16. I already know this by the name of my, by the by um, my heart, I know it by heart, but I'm going to read you the actual verse out of the Bible. Um, here it is. 15, 16, for God, so, for God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that anyone who believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Verse 17 says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but he sent him to save it. 18 says there is no eternal doom awaiting those who trust him to save them, but those who don't trust him have already been tried and condemned for not believing in the only son of God. Their sentence is based on this fact, that the light from heaven came into the world, but they love the darkness more than the light for their deeds were evil. It also states here another verse, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but another verse, it states that, that you know, the light of God, the heavenly holy light, only can shine in darkness. If it's already bright, we cannot see there's even more light. We can only see if it's somewhat dark. So in all darkness, we can still see the light. 
There will be no light if there's no darkness. So in all of our darkness and all of our trying and different bad situations, worship God. Pray for your enemies. And I have a story to tell you on that. And then we're going to continue going into verses, verse, um, continuing in John 8. But I'm actually going to jump to some of John 8, then jump to John 9. But this morning, I went to the coffee shop, to Starbucks, actually, to pick up a drink. And when I was there, there was a guy. Now, everybody who mobile orders their coffee or drinks, it takes them like 15 seconds. They're already ready on the counter. You basically mobile order, you leave your house, or you order on your way to Starbucks, um, of course, safely without crashing your car. You're not playing on your phone while you're driving, but pull over and order or however you like to do it or, you know, whatever. So I order like right as I leave the house as I'm in my driveway, I click order and then I pull out the driveway. Um, and I, you mobile order your coffee, you go to Starbucks and you pick it up. Now you, whenever you walk in the building, they have this big old counter for all the drinks and you just walk in, grab your drink. It's already paid for with your debit card or your Starbucks gift card account. And then you grab your drink and you leave. Most people at my location, almost everybody who mobile orders does not park and go in. They park along the curb with their blinkers on, blink, blink, blink. And they get out of the car, they walk inside, they grab it, they get back in their car, they start it back up and they put it in drive and they go. Half people are so fast, they just leave their car running. Um, and they run inside, grab it, come back out. It takes them like 10, 15 seconds inside of the actual store. Not even that. Like you literally walk in, grab and leave. Probably like five, 10 seconds. You come back out, you get in your car and you go. I put along there this morning and there was some guy who walked out of Starbucks and he was just like staring at me. You know, I have a really nice car, okay? I'm gonna be honest with you. That's not why we're here today, but I, I will say it. Um, I have a nice car. Um, God gave me my car. I did not work for my car. I, I, of course, work for it. I make the payments and all that stuff, you know, and I've had, you know, but I did not work that hard to get my car. I prayed for my car and God gave me my car. Um, I have an older BMW, if anyone's wondering, not that it matters, but this is what this guy seemed to care about. I've seen him before in there and he gave me some nasty look before, but he never said anything. And he gave some other guy a nasty look, but there was some guy there who had like more of like a bad, like a, like a, you know, old car. He didn't look at him no way at all. So it's weird, but either way, it doesn't really matter. I, I can't make a, I can make assumptions, but I don't know the real reason on why he acted the way he did, but he came out, he looked at me nasty. And then I got out of my car. He was walking to his car and I waited for him to pass the street. I'm like, what is this guy looking at me for? I like, you know, you have to watch your surroundings. Um, I grabbed my key fob and I walked out of the car, locked my door, left it running. And I was at the door and he yelled across the street, you lazy F-U-C-K. At first I got so mad, so angry. I was like, are you serious? You did not just call me that. It offended me. And at first I wanted to yell back, like, you know, why am I that? Why did you call me that? What's your problem? Well, because you're double parking. Uh, yeah, everybody does. And I wanted to argue with him. But then I sat back and I was like, I just read my Bible last night. I was like, that is, I'm just going to ignore it. I actually laughed about it. I was like, <laughs> I was laughing walking into the store, into, into the coffee shop. Of course, I told, I told a barista what happened. Um, and they didn't really answer me. I think they were just too stunned or else they just didn't really care, you know, because I, I just brought it up because I was like so like nervous. I have really bad anxiety about people. I see how hostile people can be. So it made me kind of nervous. 
But I came back out and he's still in the parking lot. I'm kind of like thinking like, um, dude, you're the one who's sitting here lazy. You're sitting in your car on your phone. Let's go, move forward. Why am I lazy? You're allowed to park along the curb to go in there at my location. Now, different Starbucks may be different, but we have like a whole like strip mall of different like shops and you pull on the side, you walk in and you get what you need. You come back out and it takes like 10 seconds. And at like, that was like 7.30. But if you go in there at like eight o'clock, 8.30, you have a whole lineup even earlier. Like you have like a little breakthrough at like 7.30, but at like 6.45, 7 o'clock, you have a whole line of like all these people waiting to go in and get their drinks and they're in like this huge line along the curb. People do it all the time. But this guy let his emotions come out and just blurt them out. He didn't think about how that might make me feel. So, you know, but, but it says, you know, love your enemies. Treat your enemies how you want to be treated. Love those that hate you. That's what I did. I was, I just didn't, I, I was so upset that I couldn't be nice to him. I had nothing nice to say. So I said nothing at all. And that's the true, you know, point of this is, you know, to, to be kind and, you know, just follow Jesus and trust in him. Continuing in John 8, though, with starting with um, verse 12, later on in one of his talks, Jesus said to the people, I am the light of the world. So if you follow, follow me, you won't be stumbling through the darkness for a living light will flood your path. The Pharisees replied, you are boasting and lying. Jesus told them, these claims are true, even though I make them concerning myself, for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you don't know this about me. You pass judgment on me without knowing the facts. I am not judging you now, but if I were, it would be an absolutely correct judgment in every respect, for I have with me the Father who sent me. Now, continuing on, they kept on arguing with him that he's not real, blah, blah, blah. Moving into John 9, I don't want to take too long tonight because I, um, I don't want this to be like a full sermon. But looking at now, looking into John 9, I'm going to begin reading here. John 9, verses 1. As he was walking along, he saw a man blind from birth. Master, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it a result of his own sins or those of his parents? Neither, Jesus answered. But to demonstrate the power of God, all of us must quickly carry out the tasks as assigned as tasks assigned to us, assigned us by the one who sent me. For there is little time left before the night falls and all work comes to an end. But while I am still here in the world, I give it my light. Then he spat on the ground and made mud from the spittle and smoothed the mud over the blind man's eyes and told him, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. The word Siloam means sent. So the man went back he, where he, he, the man went where he was sent and washed and ca came back seeing. His neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, is this the same fellow, that beggar? Some said yes, and some said no. It can't be the same man, they thought, but it, he surely looks like him. And the beggar said, I am the same man. Then they asked him how in the world he could see what had happened. And he told them, a man they called Jesus made mud and smoothed it over my eyes and told me to go to the pool of Siloam and wash off the mud. I did and I can see. Where is he now? They asked. I don't know. The blind man, the used to be blind man, replied. Then they took the man to the Pharisees. Now as it happened, this all occurred on a Sabbath. 
Then the Pharisees asked him all about it. So he told them how Jesus had smoothed the mud over his eyes, and when it was washed away, he could see. Some of them said that this fellow Jesus is not from God because he is working on the Sabbath. Now I'm going to stop here because he is talking about how Jesus has healed this man. But as we continue, it's just like an argument back and forth between the Jewish, um, some of the Jewish people and the Pharisees um, and the people who, who trust in the Pharisees. And they are arguing because they don't believe that Jesus is, a, is actually from God. They believe that he is evil from the devil. But what are we getting out of this Bible study? That no matter what troubles, no matter what trials, no matter what we may be going through, we never have to worry because in general, in the end, Jesus has the full plan. He has the healing power. All we have to do in our trials and our troubles is just pray, have faith in God, and believe, and follow the commandments. And we will receive, and we will take out the trial to the end, and we will pass the trial. We will get over the trial. We will get what we're supposed to get. And I truly believe that whenever you're going through a trial, a trouble in your life, it's a test. And once you pass the test, you will receive what you have been praying for. And I ask God to put this video to the ones who really need it the most, but also those in general, but especially those who really need this video tonight, this Bible study. I pray, I pray, Lord, give this video to whoever may need it. And I can feel that I, I know, I can't really feel, but I know that the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the power of God is going to help you is going to give you a trial. You may be going through something right now, but the trial is the beginning. You always have to take the test before you can pass it. And as soon as you pass it, I have a feeling, I have a really spiritual feeling that you will receive the prayer that you've been praying for. That's been my experience. I've had different trials and troubles and my life has turned into something so much better because of those troubles and trials. So I want to thank all of you tonight for attending Brighter Side Church in my car with me. But it's a very quiet area and a great area to just come and sit and work on our Bible study tonight. So thank you guys so much for all being here tonight. And I will see you guys in my next episode. In my next episode, in my next worship session. <laughs> thank you guys so much. God bless you. If you'd like to bless this ministry here at Brighter Side Church and fulfill the... Um, fulfill the journey of God and help people all around the world here on YouTube and virtually. You can give down below. There is a spot for you to give. You can call our phone hotline, email me, give with a debit or credit, debit, credit or check. Um, and you can give online through PayPal or Venmo on our website. With that being said, thank you again for attending Brighter Side Church. God bless you. Have a fantastic day and I will see you guys later. Again, I'm Pastor Austin. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Thank you for attending BSC. Our Twitter page, our email, and our website are linked, and we'll see you in our next worship session. Have a great day.